Nordstrom could make so much money if this were a reality TV show. <laughs> we don't want it to be because we don't want anyone to know. Well, well we're recording uh, live on the on the Nordy Pod today, so we'll we'll see how real that is for all the folks that put this on their bucket list to come to Phoenix oh, and check out. No, stop! There's going to be a thousand people tomorrow. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nordy Pod. I'm Pete Nordstrom, president of Nordstrom and your host for this podcast. Join me as I take on an honest, authentic journey through our company and introduce you to many of the fascinating people in my life, one episode at a time. In this episode, we're taking a special in-depth look at a segment of our business that most people don't even know about. We call it Last Chance, and it's exactly what the name implies. At the very end of the life cycle of our merchandise, there exists two stores, one in Phoenix, Arizona, and one in the suburbs of Chicago, that serve as our last chance to sell any and all unsold merchandise. They are unlike any Nordstrom store you've ever been to. So to help us explain Last Chance, we're going to talk with Greg Pender, who is our senior manager in charge of profit recovery through the Rack and Last Chance stores. Anything that can't be sold or gets damaged needs to go somewhere. So there's times that you're buying a what was originally a hundred dollar item for three dollars, four dollars. Yeah. So there's a real treasure hunt thing there's that goes a, on. There. We call it the ultimate treasure hunt. You'll also hear from Marge Arnold, the last chance store manager in the Chicago area. Last chance runs counter to everything you know. I know is a Nordy that there are no returns. You've got to be happy with it before you pay for it because once you do, you own it. We'll also take a little trip over to our last chance store in Phoenix, Arizona to meet with some of the employees that work there, as well as a few customers that frequent the store nearly every single day. This store have saved my marriage, my mental health, because for me it's therapy. <laughs> it's therapy. And not only that, I have the best friends in my life from here. So settle in as we take you all the way to the very end of the Nordstrom merchandise ecosystem to the last chance. So it's uh, my pleasure to welcome back to the Nordy Pod, Greg Pender, who was on a, a previous episode. It was the intern episode. Was that right, yep, Greg? Yep, that's right. I was just thinking, we've not had a lot of repeat folks here, so... Thank you for doing that. Good Congratulations. Thanks for having me. You know, we're we're talking about last chance and what that means in our company, how it all works. And Greg's a good person to do that. He's a senior manager for us that is engaged directly with really the migration of merchandise through our system as it goes through the rack and into last chance. So Greg, um, let's put it this way. If you were at a dinner party or something and someone goes, what do you do? And I'm at Nordstrom Last Chance and they go, what is that? What do you tell them about what Last Chance actually is? You know, to, to back up, right, I think it's a, a really important, the full ecosystem of our product and the life cycle uh, and its journey from selling it at Nordstrom, uh, items that then are marked down and move on to the rack. Anything that can't be sold or gets damaged needs to go somewhere. So generally, like if you just looked in terms of time, what is the life cycle from end to end in our process? How long is it have we owned that? Uh, that can be anywhere from four to nine months, depending on the seasonality. So if someone went to last chance 
they yeah. would see something that maybe was on the floor at Nordstrom anywhere from nine months ago. Correct. Yeah. And part of that is there's movement that happens between our rack stores and our Nordstrom stores. So there, there really can be a, a varying life cycle. So talk about if something goes through its cycle at the Nordstrom stores or Nordstrom.com, it would end up being at least 50% off before it goes to the rack. Isn't it more like 60% off its original price by the time it gets to the rack? Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, 60 to 65 okay. and then and then a little bit north of that sometimes. And then it goes through our whole rack markdown process. We'll, we'll probably take a couple markdowns before we're done. And if it still doesn't sell, then it goes to the last chance. So... At what point now, what are we talking about? I mean, what percentage off the original price is something when it gets to last chance generally? Yeah, it's going to blend anywhere in the 80 to 85 when we first put it off. That's a uh, pretty good floor. deal. And we also will offer additional discounts on those prices e- even further to when we know our items have, have sat there for a while. So there's times that you're buying a what was originally a hundred dollar item for three dollars, four dollars. Yeah. The most expensive one time was a couture dress was twenty thousand dollars. And we sold it for twenty five hundred, but that's the most expensive. Wow! Of all time. Yeah. So the most expensive thing you ever recall that ever we, it was we, for twenty five hundred dollars. Like, what's the lowest? Like fifty cents or something? Yeah. The the cheapest thing in our store right now is kid socks. Is forty nine cents. Forty nine cents for a pair of kid socks. See, now there you go. You never know what you're gonna find at that's the right. last chance store from twenty five hundred dollar couture dress to a kid sock for forty nine cents. That's right. So there's a real treasure hunt thing there's that goes a, on. There. We call it the ultimate treasure hunt. And that's yeah, because we have that at the rack, but it's certainly true at last chance and i've been there people are lined up in the morning and i get the impression there's a lot of familiar faces that come fairly regularly yeah and they are looking for whatever just got put out new on the floor in a true sense of a treasure hunt and so greg i know you recently went to our last chance store in phoenix so i want to get to that but first i want to take a minute to introduce another guest to the show and that is marge arnold and she's the store manager our last chance store in the chicago area so marge welcome to the naughty pod thanks pete thanks so much for having me here So one thing I know about Last Chance is you get a lot of bargain hunters that are regulars. They're in there all the time. They may be buying stuff and reselling it on eBay. Lord knows exactly what they're doing. But as a result of this, you guys have all kinds of rules about how people engage with us. So talk about what your morning routine is when you're describing to customers the rules before you open the door. Sure. I call it our morning show. So every morning we could have anywhere from 50 to today we had almost 200 people in line before we opened the store. So it's like a, it's almost like a grand opening every, every morning, you know, where folks are lined up. Okay. So this morning show routine is so different than anything else we do. I want to know a little more exactly what you mean. Like what time are people lining up? Like, how are you addressing these people? Do you have like a microphone or something? Are you yelling at them? How does this work? Well, we wheel out our, uh, karaoke machine really that I, I, I have a karaoke machine with the microphone attached and <laughs> there could be 50 there could be 200 people in line uh, we ask them to arrive no earlier than 30 minutes before we open the store at 30 minutes before we open the store we'll come around with a clown hat filled with numbers and everybody that is lined up will pull a number out of the hat and that number is their place in line to enter the store And we went to that system so that we could randomize it. Everybody had a chance to be number one in the store. You didn't have to come at at five in the morning. Just come 30 minutes before the store opens, pull a number out of a hat. Everybody comes in to the store in numerical order and drops their number back into the hat as they enter the store. All right. That's good. 
Okay, so Greg, like I mentioned, you recently visited The Last Chance in Phoenix. Yep. And we sent you along with some audio equipment, so let's jump over to hear some of that now. So we're here today at Last Chance in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and we're standing here in general processing right now. You can hear some carts walking behind us, rolling behind us, product moving left and right, rows and rows of pallets of raw product ready to get processed. Uh, there's 26 processing stations uh, in front of us. Employees already fast at work. Uh, they're sorting through everything from apparel to shoes to accessories. Some is brand new, some is quite used. Uh, it has to be graded and sorted and then processed to go to the floor. Uh, and I'm here with our store manager, Linda Morehouse right now. And Linda, how many people are working at the moment? We currently have about 50 employees in the store right now. And how many units uh, a day do we usually process? We, we just call them units, right, generically. We process about 8,000 to 15,000 units daily. This is so fascinating because this business is a blend in, in the back of house. It's kind of a light industrial operation. Lots of pallets, pallet jacks moving, stacking, piles, rows. It's organized, um, but in the front, that's the store. Customers are not experiencing the warehouse uh, operation back here. They're, they're shopping a store. The last chance deals, looking for the ultimate treasure hunt when they're out on the floor. Let's keep walking. Okay, so we're standing here with Leah, Hello. our general processing manager here at Last Chance. Leah, how long have you been here? Um, I have been with the company for about 13 years, and I've been at Last Chance for 10 of those 13. Awesome. Okay, so we have some fun facts to ask. Um, what's the most random item you've ever seen come through here? Uh, we once got in a John Deere tractor carburetor. John Deere tractor carburetor. Hang on, we gotta stop right there for a second. Tractor parts? Yeah. Did we actually sell it? Yes, we sold it. All right, this now, see now this is getting my attention. I gotta look into this. So how, how was it in this, this was in our ecosystem in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Some of the most unique things we've seen, we've seen a canoe, we've seen- What do you mean, we sold a canoe? A canoe came into our, our Why store. Why were we carrying a canoe? You know, I don't know. We we, we don't always get uh, to <laughs> I, chase I should look into that. From. Okay, we uh, sold a canoe, what else? We've seen uh, a case of ramen, full-size arcade game. Where do they get this stuff? I think we had a direct TV box. We've had a boat canopy. Uh, the team, you know, it keeps them lighter on their feet. If you work there, that's part of the fun of it, is you're gonna see some pretty wild stuff. We're standing here with Ray, our service selling manager. What is the craziest thing that you've seen that just caught you off guard? Wait, what, what is this? Why are we selling this? Yeah, Power Wheels. Power <laughs> we Wheels. We the toy Power Wheels come in here and it kind of threw me off guard. Electric scooter or the bikes. <laughs> the bike you were riding yesterday or the day before. That was a scooter I rode. We, we had a scooter being ridden in the stock room. The kids' our, scooter. Our, our legal and risks team will love hearing that. <laughs> What is something that we've gotten in before where you said, I don't know if we can sell that? Um, we've gotten in some like wooden skis, which we did wind up selling. We got in some like wooden crossbows, which we did not sell. Do we not sell those for safety reasons or yes. because no one would buy them? No, for safety purposes. Yeah, no, no target practice in the store, right? Yeah. So we're in the store, hasn't opened yet. Ray, we've been recovering from yesterday's business, right? Correct. And they've also pivoted their attention to filling the new product, right? Yes. 
How fast will the very best stuff sell that we're putting out this morning? Probably within the first 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. And the very, very best stuff. like Five the, minutes. Five minutes. Yep. These done. are champion shoppers. It's this is a sport. Champion. They're here for that treasure hunt. Champion shoppers. I love that phrase. Uh, so five minutes. It's basically as fast as they can grab it yes. and go get rung up. Without being aggressive and kicked out. <laughs> so everything here is uh, final sale, sold as is. Uh, I'm looking at a board. I'm looking at a poster of our last chance policy, basically our rules. Linda, can you talk us through these and uh, what we're articulating here? So our policies essentially follow our employee directions for a safe environment. Forceful, aggressive, unsafe shopping behaviors are not tolerated. We reserve the right to limit quantities. We also reserve the right to ask anyone who's loitering to leave the store. We need those parameters with our customers to ensure that it is a safe and positive experience for all, because it could get really crowded and shopping carts and a lot of people down the same aisle. But if they know these are the rules, they're gonna follow them so that they don't get asked to leave for the day. So, I mean, the fact that you have all these rules just leads me to believe there's gotta be some rogue behavior and some breaking of rules. Yes. And, you know, we try and focus on the safety and respectfulness piece of it, as opposed to being a, the hall monitor and saying, no running. But every now and again, someone will come flying down an aisle, pushing a cart, racing after, because we've said we're starting a line for women's shoes. And it's rare that we put people out of the store. But if they're intentionally aggressive, that's not OK. You know, I mean, it's disruptive. It's it's not right. You're done shopping for the day. We'll see you tomorrow, but hopefully you won't behave that way tomorrow. So you kind of put them in the penalty box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of time out. Or yeah. We have uh, examples where customers, they want the, the knowledge. They want the tip. They want the, to know when the newest stuff is coming out. Um, so they would offer to bribe employees. So they figure out who employees are and say, hey, yeah, can you give me can you give me a tip on what's coming in there or call right. me when right. this thing shows up? That's right. My, this favorite brand or this type of item. Can you give me the lowdown? Can you give me the give me the heads up? And uh, that's certainly not something that's healthy and part of no. you know, our, our store experience that we want. It's enterprising, it's but. It's insider trading. <laughs> insider trading. That's Enterprising, right. but, but probably not insider fair or appropriate. Insider retailing. Um, I, you know, Pete, I don't know that any of the other stories are totally uh, radio friendly. Try one. What the heck? You know, so one of the things that we really work hard to do is I talk about safety as a primary focus for our employees, for our customers. You need to behave yourself and, and you know, be an adult as well as it's, it's a family friendly environment. Uh, one of our rules you would says, think you wouldn't have to say you would those think things, that, but right. okay. One of our rules says uh, no loitering, and that came from the uh, observation we had where some customers would come in and they would select their items and then they would start taking pictures. They would post them on eBay. They would hang out. Their family would come in and bring them food, and, and, and they would last almost the entire day up until when the closing announcement was made. They'd look on their account. They would see what didn't sell. They would unpost it. They'd put that item back on the rack and then they'd go check out 
with the stuff that did sell. So they're resellers and they didn't want to be out Zero of pocket overhead. with no risk. That's so right. they were going to sit there until it sold. They checked out and they drove straight to the post office and shipped it off. And wow, so that's that's pretty enterprising it's too. It's very enterprising, but again, not, not a healthy part of the store experience that we want for customers. <laughs> um, what's probably the most common offense these days is, is running, right? Because if I get a step on that person right behind me, lottery, right? I got that number six spot yeah. line. I need to be number seven through you know 100 behind me to get to that coat section or that shoe, that shoe so section. So they're letting them in one at a time? They, or do we say 10 at a time and then we no, hold we let, up? No, we let them all in at, but, at the same time, but in that order. In their order? Yeah, in their new... So, but if you're number 20, you could hit the decks running and run by some people that might be ahead of you yeah, once wait, they're in the store. Yeah, and if you do, then we're going to we're gonna show you the door. Okay, that's the theme for the show, no running. Yeah, you're right. If we said it out loud to customers, it would be, welcome last chance, the ultimate treasure hunt, don't run. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have people like fight over something? <sighs> yeah. Like literally fighting over it, yelling at each um, other. And pushing. That, well, I've never seen anybody come to blows. Okay. Thank goodness. But we've certainly had uh, customers say, she took that out of my cart. And the accused saying, I did not. I didn't touch it. I don't know what she's talking about. And it, it feels a little bit like schoolyard. Um, <laughs> you know, he... He took my ball. No, that's my ball. No, I, and we have to, you know, we have to navigate that a little bit. I would say the majority of the people are kind and good hearted, um, but the, the outliers, there's some uh, sketchy behavior and it, <laughs> it really boggles my mind. We, but thankfully we've never had anybody, Nothing more than finger pointing okay, well or raised voices. That's good. I, I don't want to put you guys in harm's way. But yeah, but it's been my experience the few times I've visited a last chance is just kind of being blown away by these people lined up, running around, grabbing stuff. And, you know, pretty competitive about it, pretty intense about it. And it's just really different than anything else we do. Well, and that's, I think, as a Nordy, you kind of got to have a total mind switch. This is not a Nordstrom store. This is not a rack store. This is an entity in and of itself. And this sort of runs counter to what we know. And when we hire, um, we found our greatest success bringing people into the store for the interview because they, they may have an awareness, oh, this is Nordstrom and have some experience with Nordstrom. But unless they come here and experience it, uh, and on a few occasions, we've invited someone in for an interview and they've walked in the door, looked around and said, yeah, not for me. And, <laughs> and that's OK. I'm OK with that. Yeah. I'm okay with You'd that. rather know that up front. That's for sure. Exactly. They're at the line right now. They're organizing the line. Yeah, let's go out to the line. So we're... We're heading out to the morning line now, right outside, Linda. And we have how many customers already lined up? Eileen, what's the initial line count? 92. 92. All right, let's go on out. Let's take a look. Okay, so we're standing outside Last Chance now. Almost store opening, lots of excitement. It's kind of like a like a store opening launch every day. Every day. Uh, I don't think that you see that with in other stores or other retailers, where every day you're gonna see that line. It's a sight to behold, it's a scene. 
Linda, there's been some kind of wild stories over the years. The line we talked about, the lottery system was meant to really kind of address that, reduce the friction and calm it down. What were some of the wild stories? They would like come and get in the parking lot at 4 a.m. and just wait, right, to try and be the very, very first? They would come at like two, three, four o'clock in the morning, sit in their cars and tell people, and these were non-Nordstrom employees, telling customers, you're behind the white tundra, you're behind the black CRV. Yeah, so we had some self-policing going on um, and we were thinking about, okay, how do we reduce the friction? How do we make it fair and, and just less pressure so I don't feel pressured to, oh, I gotta get to the parking lot at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. And what time does the team go out every about morning? 25 minutes before we actually open our doors, the team will come out and then they'll hand out the paper numbers organize the line in numeric order, and then kind of review our rules that we talked about earlier. Are they doing that right now? Uh-huh. Let's go do it. Let's go listen. All right, folks, I'm going to come to you to collect your number. Please have them unfolded and ready for me to collect. I kindly ask that you do not step away from the wall until we head inside. Otherwise, we'll send you to the end of the line. So welcome to Last Chance Clearance Store. Today's discounts, we have green tickets, 50% off. Designer line starts inside over my sunglasses. You guys, safety is number one, so no pushing, shoving, or aggressive shopping, going to the store, and everyone stays on the left side, single file. Everyone makes it inside before anyone shops the lobby area. If you folks see any ropes up inside the store, do not climb over or underneath because we have associates working there. We do have a no food or drink policy inside the store, but bottled water is a-okay. And with this being last chance clearance store, all sales are final, items are sold as is, there's no returns or exchanges. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much. Folks, in case you missed this speech, it's 50% off green tickets. So the announcements have been made, the line has been formed up. Uh, we're getting a few uh, raised eyebrows. Folks are wondering what's going on. Uh, they're seeing a boom mic and seeing our little mini crowd and that's because they're here every day and they kind of know when something's looking a little different. So we'll share with them uh, if we get a chance to talk to a couple of customers. We'll share that we're recording for the Nordy Pod. So tell me something. You, so you get this these lines of people. There's a there's an order and a process to it. What would you guess are like the repeat people, like the regulars? Like you're doing this every morning. Is, is that a lot of familiar faces when you're addressing people every morning? Probably between twenty five and fifty people are regulars. So you know these people, <laughs> and they know you. Yeah. So do any of them have kind of their own little method, like? running around the store, like what they're navigating, what they're looking for. I mean, I just, I'm just kind of curious how people approach this in a way that's maximizing their ability to get what they want. How, how does that happen? How does that work? From my observation, there are groups of people that are interested in shoes. They're going to head right to shoes. There are groups of people that are interested in the higher end specialty items and they will navigate themselves over that way. So they're mission focused when they come in. About, we, we think between 40 and 60%, right? They're running their small business off of, they're running their eBay, their offer up, their Mercari. And at a certain point, we don't really care. No. I mean, but. We, we view it as this is us selling it. And if it meets all our criteria around it was safe, it was legal, it was ethical. We priced it, right? We, they yeah. don't, we, don't, let, we don't let them pull tickets off. So we have a one of our hard and fast rules is no ticket, no sale. Because we used to have customers come in and you know, pop the tickets and then go, hey, oh, I think this was $9. Can you guys double check? Yeah, that was another question. Of, is there haggling? Do people come and say, okay, you say you want 20, I'll give you 10 for no. it. No, ha- no haggling. Is that one of the listed rules? No yeah, haggling? No, we don't. it's not a listed rule. But 
but uh, it really just doesn't come up. You know, there's no longer any other tickets on it. It didn't say what the original price from Nordstrom Iraq was. We remove all that once we process it. And so what you get is a nice clean ticket that says last chance, sold as is, final sale, $16.97. Okay. So no, no need to haggle. All right, folks, we're about to bring in the line, so make sure you stay single file and do not lose your spot in the line. All right, we're bringing the line in. Go ahead and follow me, ma'am. So currently, we are now bringing the line in. The line comes down single file. So one of our managers is following up the back end of the line and reminding people not to run, right, and to stay in order. Yes, say single file. Some healthy reminders just to keep everyone safe and moving. Good morning, welcome. Good morning. Good luck with the treasure hunt, everyone. All right, folks, careful down the stairs. Let's all make it inside safely. Oh, excuse me, sir, for everyone's safety, I need everyone to stay on the left side single file. No one will pass you, so just uh, carefully make your way down the stairs. Thank you. Good morning, welcome. And so we're, we're watching our line usher in, but then we also have that group of customers standing in the, in the lobby who didn't join the line, and they'll wait until the line is all the way in right, and then they'll make their way into the store. And so right at opening, the store fills up. I think if I remember correctly, the building code, our, our capacity is like a thousand. Thousand and two. A thousand and two customers. And we, we fill the thing pretty much to the brim almost right away. Not unsafe, but it looks like it's uh, the middle of a Saturday here on Tuesday at 9 a.m. So we have our customer, Paulina. Hi. Hi, good morning. I'm Greg. Paulina Elder, nice good. to meet you. Hi, how are you? So we're standing here with our customer, Paulina. Uh, how long have you been shopping at Last Chance? Since the day they opened. Since the day they opened. And how many people were here the day that we opened? Nothing like you see today. No, nothing Not like even, this morning? No. Right? So um, what's the best find, the best get? What's the best item you've ever? Uh, probably, let me think. Oh, God, I have so many beautiful things. It's just. It's hard to be one because that's what it, I keep coming. Yeah. Because like I, I walk in one day and I see this amazing dress that I know retails for five thousand dollars, and it's here for a thousand. So yeah, thank you. It's mine, you know. But I can't <laughs> do that because it's for my enjoyment, yeah. you know. And I can't wait for the day to wear it. I love how you said that. So it was a five thousand dollar dress. Price for a thousand, and you said, thank you, I'll take that. I thank you, I take that. <laughs> Have you ever had any trouble with any other customers? In last chance, is unavoidable to have trouble. It's unavoidable? Unavoidable, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, because it's a lot of competition, mm. a lot. I mean, physically never, but like I want to grab something and somebody else says, want to grab me and they come and they push you. I'm like, excuse you. Those yeah. things happen all the time, but it's the nature yeah. of this store. Just a lot of excitement for really good it stuff, good deals. It is excitement for the deals and it's like, uh, Okay, so I have to tell you something else that is, for me, is very important. This store have saved my marriage, my mental health, because for me, it's therapy. <laughs> it's therapy. And not only that, I have the best friends in my life from here. Everybody, like a lot of people here, regulars, uh, resellers, it's like a little family, to be honest with you. Yeah. Everybody knows each other, and at the end of the day, you know their families, you know their kids, you know their husband, you know. So it's just 
I can write a book about it and nobody will ever believe me. It's amazing. That's awesome. That I love even it. Even tell my husband when I die, you poor me and then you go to last chance like this with my ashes. <laughs> so nobody sees you and then you go like this and you put me over there and I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much again. Oh my God. Thank Appreciate you. chatting with you. So you guys have fun today. Thank, thank you. And I'm going to do you. what I don't do yes. every day. Go so. shopping. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. So stores open, things are already humming along, customers are shopping away. We're watching someone carry a, a Dyson up over their shoulder like they were leaving a Costco or a Home Depot. <laughs> we're watching folks riding up the elevator, walking upstairs with bagfuls already. Yes, and our job, well, Ray's job, is to get the team ready to get that floor filled. Yeah. Because I mean, we already sold some stuff. Yes, correct. We have to fill every hour on the hour. If you see down here, you could see a lot of the regular shoppers that repeat shoppers. Um, they've already grabbed their items. They've taken them to their cars. They're coming back and they're they're waiting for uh, the sound of a tile start to roll. And then once they hear the sound of the tire, that means a last chance employee is coming out to start that filling in which crowd control really kicks in. Uh, we have to start to clear out the area where we're going to fill. We actually have to ask customers to leave and allow us that space to fill. Yeah, so we, we, we ask them to kindly step back for the safety of so our employees can work. They roll out the carts, but you're saying that just the sound of just the wheels clacking. The sound of the wheels clacking on the tile. Gets, gets attention. Hang out, hang out in the lobby area and listen for that sound of a wheel clicking against the tile. Yeah, that's fascinating. So even just putting out new product during the day has its own kind of mini process. When we're done, then we step back and then people get excited because it's it's new, right? That's the whole... Yeah, yeah. New no, is, is the key. Yep. And here comes the sound now. You'll see the heads start to poke up here and uh, regulars will start flooding in. Yeah, so I, I, I see heads, heads popping up and we got two employees kind of ushering this product, right? and customers starting to follow them? Yes, um, they can generally see from a distance whether it's men's or women's and try to beat us to that area. Once we get there, we have to actually have them clear the hard aisle and the aisle so that we can uh, fill, so. Wow, that's exciting. We have like two more customers. We have two more customers? Yeah. Let's do that, Let's. you wanna bring them up? Hi. Hi. How's it going? I'm Greg. Awesome. Greg, nice to meet you. What's your Shannon. name? Shannon. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm Greg. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. You both live here in the Phoenix area? Yes. And then how many years have you been shopping here? Oh, I've been here about 25 years. And actually when we were house shopping, my husband wanted to make sure we bought a house close enough to last chance because we are so frequent. Really? <laughs> so we're, we could probably walk here. That's awesome. Yeah. That's loyalty. We, it is loyalty. We love this store. Insanity. It's so much fun. You get, great things and we're just very lucky that that it's here that's awesome so do you both come every single morning wait if my husband hears this no I don't come every day <laughs> that's the definitely a wink wink nudge nudge do you, and do you participate in the line and like draw the lottery yes, number absolutely do you like that system that we've created I do I think it's very fair Low. better than before way, way better, better. I used to wake up at 5 a.m. and wait at the stairs yeah. right and, and it was monitored by random people who aren't employees yeah. and so other customers other customers so this has made it so fair so much more fun for like out-of-towners my mom lives in Salt Lake she visits she packs two she brings two extra suitcases when she comes to visit me because she fills them with last chance and takes it all home to grandkids 
So it makes it even more fair for her, an older lady. She's like, I can just show up at 8.30, I can get a number, and I have just as much chance as anyone else who shows up. Chance to get the very best stuff, right? The that's, very best. That's the goal. You're trying to draw number one, two, or five, or whatever, get to the front because the best stuff is going to be gone by the time maybe number 50 or 100 is in the door? Oh, uh, top 20. Top exactly. 20, okay. yeah. It's going to be gone. Everything's gone in the first, I say, 25 seconds. Okay. And then like, what's one of the very best items you've ever found? Like, best gets ever? My stand-up paddleboard. Stand-up paddleboard? Yes, and a snowboard. You got a snowboard here? I've got a snowboard here, yes. <laughs> Spoken like a true Arizonian. We bought a paddleboard and a snowboard. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at a ring. Yes, a designer brand ring, and it's one of my most coveted pieces, a dream piece that I would never be able to afford retail, but thanks to Last Chance, I was able to get it at a great discount, and, and it's one of my most favorite pieces. And this would have been something where it, you spotted it, and you're like, I know that brand. Yes, I know that I item. have to buy it. Like, I have to buy it. Yes, and my husband thought I was a little crazy <laughs> for spending that kind of money, but after showing him and... Listen, it's a great investment. That's what this store is. It's a great investment. You can never go wrong. I bought so much stuff for my kid, my family, the house. I mean, you can't go wrong on the stuff. It's great pricing and it's great product. And it's fun. The whole setup is fun. I mean, the whole lottery system in the morning, it's just not about the items. It's, it's created an atmosphere that's fun to be here. We've met each other here. We've, I've become, met, friends. we've become friends from shopping here. So it's the atmosphere. That's great to hear. What about the, so everything here is final sale, sold as is. Um, is that just, you, you just got to put that filter on when you're yep. shopping and make sure you inspect the item? Inspect or, or everything. Try it on. Yeah. And then we have a graveyard. We have a graveyard pile <laughs> at my house. You have a graveyard. It's stuff that I missed while in the store, like great expensive items. And I get it home, I'm like, how did I not see that? So I have a graveyard pile of stuff that had holes or tears or missing buttons. I'm like, how did I not see that? So, so I call it my graveyard. You call it the, oh my God, how much is in the graveyard? Is this like a foot locker? Is it a full closet? Is it a it's full It's just pile? like a little heap. Okay. It's just a small heap. Just a little heap, okay. Yeah. Mine's probably a good drawer. A good drawer. And I try to find, from Shannon, meet some people that know like a great seamstress to fix right. those holes and hopefully try to we keep save the, the product. local cobblers in business. They quite like their last chance customers. Or we can just be proactive and inventive and fix it ourselves. It's been fun trying to find parts for designer bags. Parts, that's awesome. I love it. Parts, I'm like, it's almost I, like I you're can... fixing up a uh, an old an old car. Right, you it's get like the... a challenge. It's like, I got this. It was worth it. It's fun. That's... It's a challenge. It's fun. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming to talk with us. Appreciate it. It's nice meeting you. And Take care. Yeah, you too. There. Yes, and All right. Linda's great. We love her. Good. Thank Enjoy. You. Bye. Okay, so Linda, we're standing here in the store. What's the funnest part of your job? Um, just spending time with this team. They are such hardworking employees. Um, they understand that our job is to recover profit for Nordstrom, and every employee in this building has a role for our equilibrium, so it's definitely one team mentality. Whole bunch of different types of people, different backgrounds, and we come together for a common goal and we have fun. We laugh every day. So, you know, this is the end of the food chain for us here, what happens at Last Chance. What happens after Last Chance if we don't sell it there? 
We have partners that will take that merchandise off our hands and keep it out of landfills. And it's part of our mission here at Last Chance is to honor our environmental commitment and keep product out of landfills. So we do our part. And if it doesn't sell here, then we'll in turn sell it to our partners. And at that point, you're selling it. We, you know, those guys are typically called jobbers, but you're selling right. off. Is it kind of by the pound? Like it's by the pallet, yeah. by the pallet. By the they'll, pallet. they'll give you X amount per pallet full of stuff. Exactly. Or like we donate things to charity too. That happens as well. Yeah, correct. I want to get into that. My, my team does a bit of that, which is something they're really proud of and, and is, uh, you know, both a, a feel good and also an outlet for product. Um, we just worked with the New York City Mayor's Fund uh, was calling out the need and the opportunity for donations for asylum seekers. Yeah. And our one of the things that we really uh, benefit from and pride ourselves in that this last chance business, our profit recovery team, is being very agile, very nimble. We can kind of move to provide a lot of options uh, and flexibility for the company. And so we pulled together some pretty large donations of sweaters, of coats, uh, of outerwear for women, children, men in need and sent that off to New York City. That's great. Yeah. All right, Greg, this was very insightful. I appreciate you coming on the Nordy Pod again and uh, showing us around the store a little bit. Thanks for the job you do. It's great. I mean, I, I love how we maximize the opportunity with our entire ecosystem and you guys you know, behind the scenes do a really good job. So yeah. thank you. Thanks, Pete. This is great. Hey, so Marsh, to kind of close us out here, here's a question I like to ask all of our employees that come on the Nordy Pod. Tell me what a great day looks like for you at the Last Chance store doing that job. What, When you go home, just feel like that was an awesome day. Well, the highlight of the day, honestly, is greeting the customers in the morning. It truly is a pleasure to see the customers and how excited they are. And it, it truly feels like I own this business. I am empowered to make decisions and see the customer react to it and see that product move. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. That's awesome. No, it's really fun to hear about what you guys do and your enthusiasm for it. And it's such an unusual and kind of special part of what we do that I just thank you because um, it's people like you that make this whole thing work. And it's it's been fun to meet you and, and hear about your journey and, and, and shedding a little light on a, a maybe not particularly well-known part of what happens at Nordstrom. Well, it, we may not be well-known, but we're proud of what we do and we have a lot of fun doing it. And we feel like we, we're making a difference. And I'm so proud to have been a part of it. And I feel like it was kind of a culmination of a lot of great experiences at, at Nordstrom that led me to this place. And it's been an awesome ride. Well, that's the show. We're really glad you're with us on this journey, and we hope you keep listening. The easiest way to do that is to subscribe to the Nordy Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please take a minute to give us a like, a share, and a review so other people can find this thing too. For more information about the show, head to nordstrom.com slash nordypodcast, where you can listen to episodes, see upcoming guests, and learn about how to get involved. We really want to hear about your experience with Nordstrom, so if you have a story about how you receive great service or even bad service, send us an email to nordypodcast at nordstrom.com. You can also give us a call and leave a voicemail, and you just might hear your voice on a future episode of the show. That number is 
1-800-242-0526. And you know what else you can do? You can also follow us on our newly added Instagram page, at the NordyPod, to stay up to date on new episodes, announcements, and more. And most importantly, make sure to tune in next time when I sit down with industry-disrupting restaurateur and author of the book, Unreasonable Hospitality, Will Gadara. One day, I was clearing appetizers from this table of four foodies who were on vacation in New York, and they were headed to the airport to go back home after their meal. But then I heard one of them say, you know, the only thing we didn't have was a New York City hot dog. And it was like one of those light bulb moments in a cartoon. I ran outside to the hot dog cart, bought a hot dog, ran back into the kitchen. Then came the hard part, which was convincing the chef to serve it in our (laughs) four-star restaurant before their final savory course, which was a honey lavender glazed Muscovy duck that had been dry aged for two weeks. (laughs) I brought over their dirty water hot dog. And my gosh, they freaked out. I mean, I'd served like Wagyu beef, butter poached lobster, caviar, foie gras. Over the course of my career, I'd never seen anyone react the way they did to that hot dog. You know, when I found out about Will because someone had sent me a link to a TED Talk he had done, I was just so impressed. You know, customer service is a big deal to us here. And I think hearing from Will and his approach will really kind of upend your understanding of what great service is all about. So join us for part one of a two-part series on creating a culture of service. Next time on The Nordy Pod.